We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens, and they kept repeating to me over and over again, Simultv.com, Simultv.com. What's Simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a Simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about Simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, Sonny Boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, Sonny Boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. SIMULTV.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. SIMULTV.com. Roswell in the 21st Century is a detailed re-examination of the Roswell UFO crash case. I have studied the evidence for more than 30 years, and I now put that evidence under a microscope in a cold case examination of the facts. These facts might not please everyone. They are based on my comprehensive investigation that took years to complete, but they do lead to the conclusion that whatever fell was not built on Earth. The best of Project Blue Book is based on the 22-year-long investigation conducted by the Air Force. But the book goes far beyond that, bringing in evidence that was uncovered long after Project Blue Book was ordered terminated. Using facts that were unavailable to the Air Force investigators, I was able to prove that the Air Force manipulated the data and drew unrealistic conclusions about the UFO sightings reported to them. My different perspective shows there was more to Project Blue Book than even the Air Force knew. Both books are available at Amazon.com. Join Patty Conklin and Healing Within Radio each week. More than entertainment, Healing Within offers educational, useful tools for everyday life. Listen for help overcoming fear, anxiety, and depression. Patty knows about eliminating cancer, MS, dementia, Parkinson's, and a host of illnesses that we face every day. Life can be good. Life is good. All you need are simple tools to start changing your life. Start right now by visiting pattyconklin.com, P-A-T-T-I-C-O-N-K-L-I-N. No matter where you are in the world, you can work with Patty through Skype, phone, or in person, visiting one of her retreats in Georgia. Visit pattyconklin.com today or call our offices at 404 474 0086. That's pattyconklin.com or call 404-474-0086. Hi everyone, this is Patty Conklin and Healing Within. Thank you so much for being a part of the show today, listening in and uh, just 
listening, offering uh, insight. If you want to email, you're certainly more than welcome to email thoughts and questions to pattyconklin.com after uh, you listen to the show. Uh, so today I've got an awesome guest on, as we do every week, but we have Joanne DiMaggio on today. And um, this is kind of exciting because I haven't uh, done a show in a long time uh, with someone who's been affiliated with ARE, which I was affiliated with years ago. Um, but we're going to be talking about I did it to myself again. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I love that uh, topic title. So let me give you a little bit of information about Joanne. Joanne is an MACHT and has been actively involved uh, with Edgar Casey's Association for Research and Enlightenment, ARE, since 1987 and has been the coordinator for ARE in Charlottesville since August of 2008. She earned her master's in transpersonal studies degree and her spiritual mentor certification through Atlantic University. Joanne has given talks on the subjects of past life exploration and soul writing to audiences across the country. In addition, she's been the guest on nearly 70 radio programs and has had several articles published in Ventured Inward. She's been professionally pursuing past life research and therapy for over 30 years and once headed her own past life research center where she interacted with some of the country's leading past life professionals. The author of six books, Joanne conducts private sessions at the Unity Holistic Healing Center, a service of Unity in Charlottesville, of which she's the director. And you can find more about Joanne at joannedimaggio.com or email her at joanne at joannedimaggio.com. And Joanne, welcome to the program. Thanks, Patty. I'm really excited to be here. I'm really happy to have you here. So you've been busy <laughs> for, for the last uh, for the last quite a few years here. So so what I'm gonna just start out with the basic question. What got you involved with past life uh, research or ARE, Edgar Casey's uh, association in Virginia Beach? What what got you on your path? Well, it started actually uh, in January of 1987, when um, Shirley MacLaine's uh, miniseries "Out on a Limb" was uh -huh. first was first broadcast, um, that was my big wake up call. I think it was a big wake up call for a lot of uh, sleeping metaphysicians, to be honest with you. Yeah. And um, there were things in there that that I'd already been reading about reincarnation when I was a teenager, um, so it caught my it caught my eye. And uh, I started looking for places that I could uh, pursue uh, learning from. And, of course, the uh, ARE uh, was the preeminent uh, place for me to go. And I've been a student of Edgar Casey's ever since. Wow. Wow. I, you know, I haven't heard Shirley MacLaine's uh, <laughs> Out on a Limb come up in years and years and years. So <laughs> just shows you how old I am, Patty. <laughs> no, it just shows us how much we forget yeah. given time. Because um, I remember that well. So, so you know, I've, I've got to bring it, be, bring reincarnation and um, research back to today's world. Uh, because we're living in very tumultuous uh, times right now. Um, and when we look at, um, you know, when we look at 
I did it to myself again. Is it applicable at all to today's world in terms of what we're what we're experiencing with the virus or or just, you know, instability around the world among nations? Um, is there any tie in or are they just totally different? Well, I think everything's tied in. We're all connected to each other. Um, the, the, the idea of I did it to myself again really refers to the fact that we plan the life that we have now. It's, now, it's nobody's fault that our lives are the way that they are. We can't really be pointing a finger at anyone and saying, you know, you're to blame for this sure. or that. Um, so, and I learned that after many years of doing regression research, uh, past life research and, and uh, also therapy, I had a lot of clients who that was pretty much it. They would want to blame their parents for their fate right now or their Absolutely. spouse or, or yeah. anybody, anybody but themselves. Right. So, um, so this whole, this is just intended to, um, be more introspective and to see that uh, we, this is not random. Uh, you know, this is, this is something that, um, we've brought to ourselves for a specific purpose, a lesson in, uh, in enabling our soul to grow. So I think everything is connected. Uh, this virus is certainly something new for us to consider. Um, it, it's got in incredible ramifications, uh, for us on all different levels. Um, and I think we're just starting to put that together now. Yeah. Yeah. And so other researchers, most notably Dr. Michael Newton, have explored the subjects of life between lives. And I want to mm -hmm. talk about that a little bit because that's always intriguing to me. What makes you what made you want to do a research project of your own on that? Well, I think it tied into the fact that I, I really wanted to address this issue about blame, um, because I knew that every, every one of us carefully planned our lives uh, to correspond to the lessons that our soul needs for growth. And so I, I hope that if my uh, clients and if my research subjects saw that for themselves, they'd embrace their life from an entirely different perspective. And then I also wanted to compare existing research with what I experienced and learned over the 30 years I've been doing this work because I was finding some discrepancies in my preliminary work. Uh, so I specifically wanted to compare what I read to what Edgar Cayce uh, said about the afterlife. Uh, I felt that if I dug a little deeper, um, it would add a whole new dimension to my work. And then finally, I wanted to see if there was a common experience among people who did not know each other, but who were describing the same exact experience uh, from the moment of death to going through the different uh, aspects of uh, planning our next life while we are in the afterlife. So those were the three reasons basically that I was, uh, that propelled me to do this work. Yeah. So what, what, um, when you reflect on that 30 years of, of uh, doing this now, what, what, um, what differences are there? What, what, um, what are the differences um between what Edgar Cayce's conclusions were and what yours are? Well, I'm totally in line with Cayce's conclusions, um, but, what I, but what I saw in, some, in my research in terms of what other researchers are, are saying, uh, for instance, in Dr. Michael Newton's material, um, he talks about uh, the souls are not perfect and that they're not equal, and that went against the grain of everything I've 
learned. Um, right. And and um, also talked about old souls versus new souls and souls on different tiers. And I also did not find that to be the case with with uh, with my experience. I always say there is no such thing as an old soul. They're just slow learners. So. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, you know, I'm not sure I buy into the old soul belief, but uh, the slow learner, I had, I had not heard that one before. But, you know, take a, take a few minutes and kind of walk us through because, you know, I, I'm sure we have lots of listeners. It's been a while since uh, uh, Edgar Casey left us even though ARE's been going strong through through the years. But I'm sure there's a lot of people that really don't know um, Edgar Casey and Edgar Casey's work. So you got about two minutes here. Kind of give me a, a quick overview of Edgar Casey for those who have never heard of him. Okay, well, profit. Yeah. Mr. Casey um, was a uh, what I consider the most renowned psychic mystic whatever whatever label you want to put on him of the 20th century and he went into a trance and did some 14,000 readings for people now 12,000 of those readings were health readings which is why he earned the distinction of being called the father of holistic medicine many mm -hmm. of his health readings uh, we're only catching up to what he said now um, and you could still get a lot of the remedies uh, and apply them to, to today's illnesses um, so that was the major thrust of his work and then it shifted uh, and then 2000 readings became life readings in which he was um, uh, telling uh, people about their, their previous lifetimes, which came as a shock to him. Uh, and he actually stopped doing readings for a short amount of time because this is a man who read the Bible uh, right. once really a year for every year. His, yeah, yeah. Went, against went against his beliefs. Right, yeah. everything he believed in. So, um, but his life readings were, are really fascinating. Um, so between the two, uh, there's an enormous amount of material. I think every question we need answered is in, the, is in those readings, if we would just study them. So I... I've always considered him my mentor uh, and my teacher, even though he passed away years before I was born. Uh, but he's alive and well, and uh, I, I, people should uh, I encourage you to look at the ARE website, edgarcasey.org, if you want to learn more about him. Yeah. Yeah, it uh, and it's a it, it's a beautiful place to go to uh, in Virginia Beach and and uh, uh, to be able to spend some time there. It's always a great uh, meditation place, the ARE uh, facility itself. So let's talk about this a little bit more as we come back on the other side, um, because it's it's fascinating on how many different people think of uh, past life and all that good stuff. So let's uh, talk about that more when we come on. Folks, this is Patty Conklin and Healing Within, and I'll see you on the other side. wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. 
And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Are you ready for spring? Well, now's the perfect time to head out to your local garden center and pick up a hydrangea from Proven Winners to add to your landscape. Proven Winners hydrangeas are gorgeous and simple to care for. There's just no better or easier way to enjoy a flower-filled summer. Take the time to plant one now and look forward to years of enjoyment and compliments. Look for Proven Winners Hydrangeas in the white containers at your favorite garden center. Are you looking for psychic services that empower as well as provide accurate information? Jenny is a third-generation psychic with extensive esoteric training. A practicing professional intuitive for over 30 years, her accuracy is astounding. While most psychics can read what will happen to you if you don't change directions, Jenny understands the future is subjective. While there is a river of time we all traverse, that river has many waves, eddies, currents, and tributaries from which to choose. With Jenny as your guide, you can explore the many possible outcomes in the river of time and navigate your course to the one of your liking. Take control of your future. Book your life-changing session with Jenny today at www.gen-e.net. That's www.gen-e.net. Mission Evolution is dedicated to the well-being of the planet and animals, as well as the evolution of humankind. One major factor threatening all three is increasing toxicity. Heavy metals and other environmental toxins are poisoning our bodies, deteriorating our brains, blocking our spiritual connection, and shortening our lives. Yet these poisons are extremely difficult to remove. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, and I recently became aware of a product created from the marriage of nature and nanotechnology called Vitality. It's formulated from zoolite, whose crystalline structure binds toxins, gently carrying them out of the body. The light is only as clear as the window through which it shines. Clear your body, shine your light into the world. Visit VitalityHappens.com for a 20% discount. Enter code PATHHOME. In the mid-1990s, I was approached by a young woman who believed she'd been abducted by alien creatures. In conversations, I began a journey that took me not into the world of interstellar travel, but back through time into past lives. Under hypnotic regression administered by a professional rather than describing abduction, Jenny, as she is called, begins to tell a tale of horror in 19th century London. Her unbelievable past life seems to connect with Jack the Ripper and other monsters of the past. Throughout the session, Jenny provides a rich detail of her past life lives that links some of the most horrific killers in history to one another. Using the resources of a university library in the pre-internet's day, I was able to verify some of Jenny's claims. She has knowledge that wasn't readily available to a suburban housewife. Does this prove the reality of her tales? Conversations attempts to answer that and other provocative questions. Conversations is available at Amazon.com. Hi, 
Hi, everyone. It's Patty Conklin and Healing Within. Thank you so much for joining me today. My guest is Joanne DiMaggio, and we're talking about uh, reincarnation, life between lives, um, and uh, talking about her, uh, uh, I don't know if you've got a book. I haven't uh, not gotten that far down on my list yet, but our topic is I did it to myself again. Now, have you written a book on on this one? I know you've published six. That's one of the six. Yes, it's I did it to myself again. Um, new new life between life case studies uh, show how our soul's contract is guiding our life. Yeah, yeah. And so what what um and and I want to let me jump backwards again real quick. Uh, because I do want people to know the facilities of ARE uh, because it is so beautiful there and it's it's very enlightening there um, to be able to uh, talk to staff and um, they used to have a healing circle and I can't remember who handled that but every once in a while they'd get stymied um, on someone who had uh, asked for help and they'd give a call and uh, asked me to to pop in and kind of check on things and guide them as to where to go. And it wasn't very often, but it was always fun when they did. I always uh, appreciated that. Um, but but Edgar Casey was was such a phenomenon uh, in terms of his gifts and his abilities. And I don't think anyone's even come close uh, to where he where he was um, in terms of his ability to go into trance and. Um, and, and be able to uh, give uh, health readings. And um, did he access Akashic Records? Was that oh, something that he did? Absolutely. That's where he got his information from, from his source. You had, to ask, source. Yeah, you had to ask Mr. Casey a question, uh, and then he would go to his source and get the answer for you. Um, he very seldom, if ever, I don't know a time when he would just um, go off and, and give a little spiel <laughs> on uh <-huh>. its own. <laughs> uh, that's why it was so important for people to ask the right questions. Um, and I, I envy those people that they were that who lived during his time, um, who were able to ask him uh, those those really profound kind of questions that have uh, been the basis of so much of our esoteric knowledge today. Yeah. Yeah. So in in terms of uh, your research projects and participation, how do how do how do you conduct your research and how do people participate? Well, what have you been doing through the years? Well, I um, I've done three major or three four major research projects. One was on soul writing, uh, which is a written form of meditation. Mr. Casey called that inspirational writing. That actually was my thesis for my master's degree. Um, so I, 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 I love research. I, I'm a historian by nature, and I, I just love to um, dig into what everybody else has written and kind of pull it together and add in my own take on it. Um, but I've been doing past life regression work for quite a while, and I thought, well, this is in a way like historic research because you're going into the past. Mm -hmm. um, I, I always put out a call for volunteers. Um, I'm part of the uh, Unity of Charlottesville uh, spiritual congregation here in Charlottesville, Virginia. And I always have plenty of volunteers from, from Unity or else through ARE. Um, I host uh, ARE programs here several times a year. Uh, oh. we, we bring in speakers. Um, we're only three hours from Virginia Beach, 
but um, I wanted to bring some of Casey's material to people's backyards. So, so anyway, I have a, a, a really good uh, base of people to pull from. So I'll put it out there. I'm doing this research project. This is the criteria. If you meet the criteria, give, you know, contact me. So for this last one, um, I had 25 people in the, in the research project. Um, they were mostly women, by the way, they're 23 women and only two men. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and so I, I told them ahead of time, you know, what was involved that we were going to do a past life regression first, and then I was going to bring them back into their present life. And then I was going to back them up uh, so they would go into the afterlife. So this would be the period right before they came into their present body and were born in, in this life. And that we would be exploring different aspects of the afterlife together. Uh-huh. And tie it in with their past life, by the way. That was yeah. important. Mm-hmm. What, what, um, what surprises come out of that, if any? Uh, uh, the surprise for me was that they, the, the common... Uh, experience that they had um, in in every aspect of it. I would ask questions and um, many of them would say they saw the exact same thing. And uh, that was interesting to me because, uh, like I said, they never met each other. They had no clue what people before them had said to me. Uh, And yet when I asked them, describe what it feels like to die or describe what you see as you're traveling, to your spirit home, uh, describe to me who you meet on the other side. All those questions were almost, um, they were very similar in responses. And that, that did surprise me. I thought for certain they'd be all over the place, but they weren't. Right. Right. Have you seen a, an increase in people believing in past life through the years? Um, you know, it's, it seems to me it's a, it's a very narrow field, uh, in terms of, uh, even when I write a book, um, I've had so many people tell me, you know, Joanne, you're a really great writer, but not that many people are going to read your books because they don't believe in this. You know, you think about, I think about 25% of the, of American public believes in reincarnation. That's, that's a low percentage compared to the rest of the world. It's inching up a little bit here and there, but, um, you know, uh, I don't find necessarily that it's much different today than it was when I first started. Um, mm-hmm. But that's my own experience. And I'm very fortunate that I belong to Unity Church because, um, you know, what church would really allow somebody like me to conduct past life regressions, right. <laughs> you know, yeah, on their premise, on their campus? We have a, a Unity Holistic Healing Center that I started seven years ago, and I have an office there where I see clients. Um, yeah. But I also, I also do it on Skype and, and Zoom. But... Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's just uh, pretty much uh, the same, I think, as it was before. So, so in doing past life regression, um, you know, Dick Sutpen and I did years of traveling together and doing workshops together and so forth, where he would uh, work with past life regression and I'd work with medical intuition. Um, I'm assuming you know of Dick's work. Um, is there, is there comparables? Are they different? Are, you know, what, what makes each past life regression researcher or practitioner different if there are any? Is it a matter of style? Is it a matter of questions? Is it a matter of belief? What would it be? 
Well, first of all, I want to say shout out to uh, Dick Sutphin because I, I, uh, he was one of my very first teachers uh, uh -huh. in terms of, of uh, reading his material um, uh, and uh, listening to him. Uh, I really, nowadays, you know, Patty, I'll say in a, when I do a, a, a workshop, I'll ask how many people know, and I'll mention certain people, Dick Suffin being one of them, and hardly any hands go up. So uh -huh. I, I'm yeah. sorry for that because these were really terrific uh, teachers of our. In, in terms of what we're finding, I think a lot of us are finding the same thing. It really depends on the way we ask our questions. Yeah. Um, I do not ask leading questions. I do not say, for instance, in this study, I don't say to them, before you, you will see a gateway or an entry portal into the afterlife, because then you're planting that idea that, that, that it's there and they have to see it. But I'll sure. say to them, I'll say to them, do you see an something that looks like an entry portal? And that way yeah. they can say no and we can go from there. Um, so I really think it depends on, on the technique, on the questions that you ask. You have to be very careful not to ask leading questions of your clients. Uh, right. And just, just let them tell their story in their own words. And just be a guide. I, I, can, I tend to go with them. I can see what they're seeing uh, as, they're, as they're talking to me. So I, I get the overview or the bigger picture. And right. then I can, I can kind of, uh, you know, if, uh, ask questions pertaining to what I think they may be working on now that, yeah. they, may not, that they themselves may not see. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, uh, Richard and I did for years was we attempted to regress to me. And, um, and all I ever saw was floating above the earth before there were people. And um, that was it. That was it. Didn't matter. Didn't matter what we attempted to do. But, you know, up until my 20s, um, I really didn't believe in past life regression. And I'll tell you real quick before we go to break. When my son Daniel was born, he was 13 months old and he was already preverbal. So he was already speaking in full sentences wow. and he was cleaning off the table. And I looked at him and I said, you know, a table looks really clean. And he laid the sponge down and he's like, but my other mommy always used to let me clean the table. Uh, and I looked at him and I said, what other mommy? And he said, it took God, he, he laid down the sponge. He said, obviously, I need to explain something to you. It <laughs> took God a while to get you and daddy ready for me. It took us five years to conceive. So he gave me another mommy and daddy to live with. And I can still remember her hugs. And I said, what happened? He said, I got hit by a car. You were ready for me. It didn't hurt. Um, but I got hit by a car because you were ready for me. And, and, and I had to start rethinking past life regression. So with that, we'll take it to the other side. But uh, I've heard that children that are that are uh, verbal, very young, uh, can talk about those memories. So let's talk about that when we come back. Folks, it's uh, Joanne DiMaggio is my guest today. You can find her at joannedimaggio.com. And this is Patty Conklin, Healing Within. So grateful you're with us. And we'll be back in just a minute.
We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Now it's time for a plant fact. Roses are one of the oldest ornamental plants in cultivation, with a history going back over 5,000 years. The philosopher Confucius wrote about them, and Roman emperors treated their guests to dining on carpets of rose petals, with thousands more raining down from above. Become a part of this epic history by planting a proven winner's rose. Just look for the white containers at your local garden center, or visit provenwinnerscolorchoice.com. How would your life change if you could develop the business and personal skills that you need in order to make more money? Do you want to learn how to achieve your big life goals faster? Then go to findhiddenmoney.com and get the Goal For It online course. The course teaches you how you can set and achieve your biggest goals while completely overcoming the roadblocks to your goals so that you can realize your dreams and imagine more success. Go to findhiddenmoney.com. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar's sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide audience if you have seen a ufo had a close encounter seen a ghost bigfoot lake monster or a story that you would like to share or have investigated contact me rob mcconnell by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll free 1-800-610-7035 extension 143 and on skype xzone radio tv for more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, always remember Exxon Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Memorable dynamic presentations are a not-so-secret weapon in the business world. Do you have a powerful message that must be shared, but you haven't found a way to deliver that message? Do you want to be known as a top public speaker who gets amazing results? Are you ready to create and deliver your powerful message? 
Thomas Hides can help you create and deliver your speech to get the results you desire. Visit iconquality.com. Hi, everyone, and it's Patty Conklin with Healing Within, and my guest today is Joanne DiMaggio, and we're talking about I Did It to Myself Again, and talking about uh, past life research. Um, it always fascinated me, because because I'll go back to son Daniel, where we left off for a minute, um, as he was uh, very tiny, you know, he, you know, when you've got a, a 13-month-old in diapers telling you that obviously he needs to explain something to you. Uh, <laughs> I, I can honestly say it's the first time and only time in my life I had a chill go up my spine um, that he was so aware. And and he would come out with the most profound things um, as a child. And, and it's not like it had anything in relation to what he was doing in the moment. He'd just look at me and make a statement and I'd just sit back and go, wow, you know, that's pretty amazing. Um, and like I said, we we attempted many many uh, past life regressions with me, and and uh, and I got the same thing every time that that I was here before people that that I never had really taken earthly form um, so far that we that we found. So maybe I'll give you a call and and uh, we'll see about doing that. But um, I think that it's important to to really look at or maybe talk about the fact that that it's, you know, for those people who are linear thinkers who like science and so on and so forth, um, who maybe have not brought um, past life regression into their thought process about, you know, what's going on now in life and so on and so forth. And, and I absolutely agree with you. It's not about blame. It's never about blame. You, you, you don't do a past life regression so that you can find somebody to blame about why you are where you are today. Um, just, I don't buy that. Um, but it's intriguing at times to kind of see the development of the soul process. Um, and so when we, when we look at, um, if, you, if you combine a past life regression with a life um, between the, uh, live session, um, why was the past life portion so crucial to um, your study? What what kind of tied things together between a past life and an in-between life? And when do you know which one you're doing? Well, <laughs> that would be my question. <laughs> well, am I in-between lives right now, just in a physical body, or am I, am I experiencing a past life? Well, there's a lot of clues in a past life about what you're working on. Now, what I do is I ask the client to, I ask their soul, I talk directly to their soul, and I ask their soul, take them to the past life that is most impacting them now. Now, you've had hundreds of past lives, so you're not working on all of them at the same time. There's mm -hmm. elements of that lifetime that there was a, something that happened. It might have been something that you did to somebody, somebody did to you, could have been some sort of a trauma or an illness or a relationship issue. Something happened that was so significant that it made an imprint on your soul. But you had to wait until the right opportunity came for a life in which you could work on it so they're not it's not linear it's not chronological so those of us in, in life now are not working on necessarily not working on what happened in the life immediately prior to this one my yeah. clients went back 
over 2,000 years. That was the range of lifetimes that they were working on something from that lifetime now. Edgar Casey would not give anybody more than four lifetimes. He says you can't possibly work on, on more than that. So, um, so anyway, we identify, we, we, we go to that life. And a lot of the questions that I'll ask in the regression uh, are um, appropriate for the next lifetime. For instance, I'll say, what were your last thoughts as your soul left your body at the moment of death? What, what was the last thing you were thinking? I had one woman who came to me. She had head-to-toe psoriasis, and she wanted to know the source of it. And so um, she went back to a past life in which she was a call girl in the Old West. And when, mm. she, pa- when she passed, her last thought was, I don't want anybody to touch me. Got so it. she so she yeah. manifests a skin condition in this life. So oftentimes uncovering that is where the healing takes place. I wrote yeah. an entire I wrote an entire book about physical karma. It was called Karma Can Be a Real Pain. Um, and we I had people coming in uh, and that was another one of my research projects of, of looking at a chronic illness that they had and whether its origins were in a prior lifetime. And that was that was absolutely fascinating. So the you know, we, we set this up, uh, and sometimes we we identify our soul family, uh, people who were with us in that lifetime. We select our parents. Uh, they could have been in that lifetime. Um, and everything is so beautifully orchestrated mm-hmm. uh, that, that it, um, it makes total sense. It's a very logical explanation as to why your life is today. But everything was rooted in whatever issues. So we look at your karmic issues, things that you did not resolve uh, from that lifetime. And then we look at your karmic attributes. These are things that you completed that are in your positive karmic bank account as to all all the things that you ended up bringing in with you. And then you sit in front of your council of elders and they go over it just the way a guidance counselor at school would go over your future curriculum. And you you know, they'll look at the, oh, you didn't quite finish your lesson on responsibility will have to bring that in to this other lifetime. And, and then you design your life around those unresolved karmic issues. And you can choose as to whether or not that's a positive experience or a not so positive experience, right? I mean, right. the lesson may need to be learned, but it doesn't have to be learned in a negative. Um, one of my, I've got two seven-year-old grandsons and, and one is seemingly taking after me. Um, but he came out the other day and he just said, Oma, why does God want us to suffer? Mm-hmm. And I, and I looked at him and I said, what makes you think God wants us to suffer? And he's like, well, it's how we grow, right? So yeah. we need to suffer in order to grow. And I said, no, I don't think we need to suffer in order to grow. I think that we can, uh, grow. Uh, we may be given some hard challenges, but that's why we have a brain is to figure them out quickly so we can be happy again. And he just looked at me like, oh, huh? And he just went back to doing what he was doing. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, you know, we had no conversation on that. But you know, one of one of the things that that I always chuckle about and and always makes me feel like it had to be something related to past life. And it's the only time in my life that I can really think about. You know, my work is the human body. Mm-hmm. And and one thing that I have uh, not gone for it all is learning symptomology. You know, I I haven't learned symptomolo- uh, symptomology or physiology or or you know anything about the human body because I want to see what I'm seeing. 
And when I was in high school, um, the first day of biology class, first day of biology class, I looked at that teacher and I absolutely hated his guts. And, and I'm not kidding. And I am not a person who hates. I mean, I'm just not, I'm just not that kind of a person. I hated his guts. And I went down to the counselor. I left his room. I went down to my counselor and I said, I am not taking that class. I absolutely refuse to be in that class with that person. And, um, and he was the only biology teacher. And, and shortly uh, after I got to the counselor office, he came down and said, I absolutely refuse to have her in my class. <laughs> it's just, I never took biology. Really? I never, I never took biology. He was the only teacher. I absolutely refused. I hated him on site. I couldn't bear the thought of sitting there and he felt as strongly. And so I graduated without biology. And I think it's intriguing that my whole work and life has been um, the human body and so on. <laughs> and yet I never was taught biology. And I've always said that I felt like I was meant to work the way that I saw, not mm -hmm. the way that I was taught. And mm -hmm. so I've never been taught. And um, and so for me, if I were going to, to talk about a you know, perhaps past life, there had to be something in there that stopped not just me, but the teacher as well mm -hmm. from me going into biology, mm -hmm. um, considering what I would have learned. And, and I just, I wasn't going to go there. Um, and that was always something that I wanted to uh, experience. But I see in the, in the grandchildren, you know, now that they're starting, um, and they're also, um, the other seven-year-old is very verbal. And so mm -hmm. he started speaking very young. And, um, and the boys actually take after their uncles. So, so the one who's verbal takes after his uncle who was verbal, uh, young and the other one who kind of takes after me takes after his uncle in terms of mathematics. And so you kind of got these symmetries going in of children, uh, born to, you know, the parents and yet are very much affiliate affiliated, um, and, and look like, um, the uncles in uh -huh. each situation. So, you know, when we get back on the other side, I really want to talk about um, how people's lives have changed that, you know, people who are linear thinkers, scientists and so forth can really have a past life reading um, and, and not have to do away or think differently about uh, life that perhaps it will help them understand where they are from a science-based point of view or, you know, what they're doing in life. I think the benefits of people going through a process like this and reading about it is just really uh, important. So folks, uh, Joanne's latest book, I think it's the latest, is um, I Did It to Myself Again. Um, she's got six books and you can find her at joannedimaggio.com. And um, you're listening to Patty Conklin and Healing Within. And so much appreciate you being here. And we'll see you on the other side.
Are you ready for spring? Well, now's the perfect time to head out to your local garden center and pick up a hydrangea from Proven Winners to add to your landscape. Proven Winners hydrangeas are gorgeous and simple to care for. There's just no better or easier way to enjoy a flower-filled summer. Take the time to plant one now and look forward to years of enjoyment and compliments. Look for Proven Winners hydrangeas in the white containers at your favorite garden center. Now it's time for a plant fact. Everyone loves lilacs, but there's more to them than meets the eye. Their scientific name is syringa, which derives from the Greek word syrinx for panpipes. This is because their stems are filled with a spongy pith that can be removed and the hollow wood played like a flute. You can get your own lilac or any of the award-winning Proven Winners flowering shrubs at your local garden center or visit provenwinnerscolorchoice.com. watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, simultv.com, simultv.com. What's simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about Simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. In the mid-1990s, I was approached by a young woman who believed she'd been abducted by alien creatures. In conversations, I began a journey that took me not into the world of interstellar travel, but back through time into past lives. Under hypnotic regression administered by a professional rather than describing abduction, Jenny, as she is called, begins to tell a tale of horror in 19th century London. Her unbelievable past life seems to connect with Jack the Ripper and other monsters of the past. Throughout the session, Jenny provides a rich detail of her past lives that links some of the most horrific killers in history to one another. Using the resources of a university library in the pre-internet day, I was able to verify some of Jenny's claims. She has knowledge that wasn't readily available to a suburban housewife. Does this prove the reality of her tales? Conversations attempts to answer that and other provocative questions. Conversations is available at Amazon.com. Mission Evolution is dedicated to the well-being of the planet and animals, as well as the evolution of humankind. One major factor threatening all three is increasing toxicity. Heavy metals and other environmental toxins are poisoning our bodies, deteriorating our brains, blocking our spiritual connection, and shortening our lives. Yet these poisons are extremely difficult to remove. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, and I recently became aware of a product created from the marriage of nature and nanotechnology called Vitality. It's formulated from zoolite, whose crystalline structure binds toxins, gently carrying them out of the body. The light is only as clear as the window through which it shines. Clear your body, shine your light into the world. 
visit vitalityhappens.com for a 20% discount. Enter code PATHHOME. everyone and you're with patty conklin and healing within and my guest joanne dimaggio joanne is there is there any rhyme or reason or any continuity about what people say when they die you know what happens to them when they die um actually there was quite a bit of um of uh the same kind of description of uh the experience of dying and um what the afterlife looked like. Uh, and that, Was it predicated at all on their belief system, on their religious belief or, or spiritual beliefs? No, you know, it was interesting. Nobody had any uh, correlation between their religious beliefs and what happened. As a matter of fact, that never even came up, which wow. uh, some people have asked me about that, and I was, uh, I was surprised. But, uh, I'm no. surprised. Yeah. yeah. Tell no, me they, about it. Well, they did, you know, the only time they mentioned uh, God or Jesus or Moses or a guardian angel or Mary or Mary Magdalene was when they were describing their council of elders. Now, Dr. Michael Newton said in his study, never once did anybody bring up a biblical character. I had them uh, all, wow. all the time because uh, I would ask them how many how many do you see on the Council of Elders? And they'd say anywhere from five to 20. And then I'd say, can you identify them? And then that's when it would come up where they would say, well, Jesus is there and Moses is there or my guardian angel, uh, you know, they, they'd name like Raphael or Michael or some, uh, some angel, uh, Mary Magdalene was there. So that was, that was the only time that that came up. Um, they, they, mentioned going into the Council of Elders when they were describing what that chamber looked like, they said at first they thought it was going to be uh, where they were going to be judged. So that that old, that that feeling of, oh no, you know, they're, he's going to go over my sins and then, um, you know, I'm going to be judged on that. That never happened. Every single one of them said it was a non-judgmental place that was only loving um, and um, nobody was looked down on. Uh, nobody had their f- finger, you know, uh, shake in their face. Um, so it was it was interesting that uh, that it was devoid, really, of any uh, particular religious belief. And I, I'm wondering though if that may be because we've been all religions. Our souls have mm-hmm. experienced uh, various religions throughout our many lifetimes, and so that becomes sort of a, a non-issue because as souls, we're all equal. Uh, we're all spiritual beings, you know, inhabiting physical bodies when we're on the earth. And so um, that that aspect of it is not, doesn't necessarily carry over. So, so when I, when I talk to people about past life regression and have to say, it's not one of the things that, you know, now that I'm not out on the road with uh, groups, uh, I don't, I don't ask it as much, but one of the things that always intrigued me, and I had to wonder whether it was ego or whether it was the need to, well, ego or, or the need to be important or the need to say they have the experience. But it just seemed like across the board, 
people were either teachers of Jesus mm-hmm. or a disciple. I mean, everybody just seems to come up with that, that, that they were there. And, um, and very few people that were not, you know, that weren't saying that. What, what is that? I mean, is that, is that a possibility or is ego coming in the way? How do you know when it's ego versus somebody who's actually reliving an experience or looking at an experience? Well, I tell people, I give people this example because this helps. Um, a lot of people, if they, they say they're Napoleon, let's, let's just throw that out. Yeah. Uh, and I'll say to them, all right, are you looking at the crowds around you? from atop the horse? Are you looking through your those eyes? Or are you in the crowd looking at Napoleon? Now, in Jesus's case, you think about all of the souls that were around him or experienced him throughout his lifetime. Um, that could very well be. I know that there's a group in Richmond, Virginia, uh, that meets that they all claim to have been uh, with with Jesus, um, and I know that Mr. Casey uh, did some readings uh, with people that were um, apostles or uh, had been uh, followers of Jesus. Um, hmm. So this is this is one of the this is one of the the um, very uh, sensitive areas where people believe they were somebody famous. Same, it's the right. same thing. Um, you know, most people are are just John Doe's and Jane Smith's or vice versa. Um, right. But, uh, but, um, uh, but, you know, if you su- surrounded or were in the company of or lived at the same time and happened to see somebody, on, you know, if they were famous, they were on the street or whatever, you identify with them and that, and that time period. And so, you, you know, you could get things confused. So that's why it's really important when you explore past life to be in that body and to, to look outward with those same eyes and then um, and the, describe your surroundings and the people with you. Because let's face it, famous people um, uh, have a right to be reincarnated and, and sure. they, they do come back. They don't necessarily come back as somebody famous. I'm writing, I just, one of the books that I've got coming out in the fall is a book about Edgar Casey. It's called Edgar Casey on the Unfulfilled Destiny of Thomas Jefferson Reborn. This is about Casey giving a life reading to a baby when he was two days old and said he had he was the reincarnation of not only Thomas Jefferson but Alexander the Great. Uh-huh. Now that now and Casey said in this life that soul could do for the world what Jefferson did for this country. Well that never happened. And a lot of people held that against him all of his life. But there was a reason for that, and it has to do with free will. But that's a different story. Sure. But, um, but, um, but you'd be amazed at the number. I mean, here in Charlottesville, Virginia, which is the home of uh, Jefferson, um, you know, we hear about reincarnated Jeffersons all the time. There are multiples yeah. of them. Uh, right. You know, so, um, so that's pretty common. But it's, uh, you know, you can really narrow it down by actually doing a... a, a a regression. Uh, right. So, them. so let me, let me ask you this, since I deal with the body and cells and, uh, you know, one of the, one of the things that I think I believe I'm not willing to go a hundred percent, but I think, you know, 75%. Um, I always question whether or not we actually reincarnate into a new body 
or whether or not we're working from DNA um, genetic material passed down through our ancestors. Um, what do you think about that? Um, very seldom, and Casey said this, and Dr. Michael Newton said this, very seldom does the soul reincarnate in the same biological family. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So that, right. Yeah. Well, well, it's not so much that that they're bringing in DNA from the biological family. They're just the the cells are activating from memories of an experience. It doesn't mean that they're coming into the same family. It's mm -hmm. just they're they're bringing down um, in a linear process um, into a cellular structure again, mm -hmm. um, even if it's outside of the body, outside of the family. I mean, mm -hmm. what do you mm -hmm. what do you so so no yeah. I, I, you know, that's, that's a topic I'm not that familiar with. So I, I, I hesitate to make a, a statement about it, but from my experience, um, these are all new bodies. These are all new, uh, uh, you know, you pick your parents out for a specific reason, uh, I agree and, you know, yeah. and, and, um, most people are appalled when they find that out. They say, I picked yeah. my most then. Um, <laughs> so, you learn some great lessons from them. Yep, yeah. that's right. Yeah. So, you know, you do, you do come in and with the intention of working on specific issues and how that gets translated to you uh, is, a, is a mystery to me. Um, uh, so I, I really don't, when it comes to cellular memory and, and things like that, um, yeah. I, I leave that to my more left brain <laughs> associates because that's not the way I, you know, I, I have a hard time processing that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd love to sit down and talk to you sometime about that because that's where my left brain goes versus, versus, uh, um, the reincarnation of, you know, I, but I definitely believe the souls choose the parents. I look at the two seven-year-olds who were born 52 days apart by my two biological sons and their wives. And, and I laugh and just say, neither, neither family was prepared for twins. And so they had to be divided up, oh. <laughs> given one to each family. And ironically, when the boys found out they were each having sons, um, they moved to the same area so that they could raise the boys together oh, um, in the same town. So that so that they have contact every day. Um, so so in the in our last few minutes, what what would you tell people about interest in in past life um, or being a part of a research program and so forth? What what would you encourage them to look at? I would say that um, if you want to know what your soul's purpose is, why you're on the earth now. Uh, if you want to know why you're having difficulties in certain areas, why things appear to be obstacles for you, why you're repeating patterns over and over again, uh, that regression uh, therapy is the, is the way to go, especially among my healer friends who have a sense that they want to be healers again in this life mm -hmm. and something, something stopping them. We, yeah. can we can uncover what that is, break through, and lead you to a happier, more fulfilled life. That's so wonderful. Thank you so much, Joanne. JoanneDiMaggio.com, folks. And uh, Patty Conklin, Healing Within, thank you so much for being here today. We'll see you again soon.